Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It is August 31st, 2021. Oh my God, it's September already. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, eight months down in 2021. Talking about NXT tonight, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and Issa, NYC Demon Diva. It was a taped NXT, but it wasn't spoiled ahead of time. So yeah. congrats. I didn't see any. Yeah, you, you're right. I, I actually kind of like avoid it, but maybe that means that not a lot of people are talking about NXT. Yeah, yeah. had I seen the spoilers, I would have refused to watch this episode out of disgust for what I was about to see. <laughs> and weird to see the promos for the new NXT during this, kind of telling you, like, this is the end. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, the, the off season. So, I don't know, Alfred, what do you think? Triple H uh, runs out through the crowd like Leno, like slapping high fives? <laughs> it depends on... Uh, it depends on where they go with this direction. It looks like it's going to be just kind of like a, almost like a raw light, or it's going to be more sports entertainment uh, driven. Uh, although some of the booking decisions tonight were, were very weird if you're going to build a new NXT, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but I, I think I'm very intrigued to see what this new NXT is like, because they definitely need a change, a fresh coat of paint uh, to borrow, you know, not to pardon, <laughs> pardon the pun, but I think that's exactly what they need. And I'm very intrigued. I'll be intrigued to see the first couple of weeks of this. But uh, we'll see what this looks like. I was going to say, fresh coat of paint. They're going to put a lot of paint and colors everywhere, right. apparently. It looks like the credits to In Living Color, season one. Yeah. Very <laughs> yeah. yeah. The music's not bad, too. I mean, the Living Color yeah. music is iconic, but Wildlife puts it down. True. With that, I think it's uh, Sample's still tipping on that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, just the, the off balance of the logo is what I yeah. can't get over. Like, it, it looks aesthetically wrong. And it just gnaws at me. Um, but before we hop into NXT tonight, what do we got in the news? Well, we've got uh, two kind of related stories, both uh, to Raw. Uh, the WWE Raw latest episode, it was down 7.7%. It did about 1.907 million viewers uh, for the USA Network. It peaked at about uh, 1.955 in the first hour. And it didn't really go down. So it was one of those shows that didn't really have a balance, uh, just kind of leveled out throughout, but still just under 2 million. And the related story that I want to get your guys' take on is Vince McMahon was reportedly angry and loud this past Monday on Raw yesterday. Uh, furious, he was described uh, as uh, being very upset. One of the longest days in a long time for the WWE creative team. This according to Mike Johnson, a PW insider. He ripped up the script several times during the day. According to this report, it was my favorite visual ever. Several times during the day. So Vince McMahon was apparently upset. There were a lot of matches advertised that did not happen on mm -hmm. Raw, uh, including an appearance by The Miz, which I think might have been a scheduling conflict. But there, basically what was advertised earlier in the day did not take place. What we saw on Raw was completely different, uh, namely with the triple threat match uh, and a lot of that stuff that we saw tonight. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Vince McMahon reportedly well, kind of ripping up the script beforehand? I've been saying for ages that Vince McMahon needs to be louder, angrier, and have access to a time machine. So, hey, two out of three ain't bad. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think I, I kind of like the Vince meltdown stories. I mean, it shows that he cares. It's misdirected, and it often results in a worse product than had it just sort of gone on as planned. 
but I mean, he's invested, right? Like that yeah. counts for something. But that being said, um, this is why we can't have long-term storytelling. You know, you can't have, imagine if uh, week to week, they go to shoot a new episode of Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul and Vince Gilligan's like, I'm bored. Let's do this instead. Or, hey, everybody, wait around. I'm going to come up with some better ideas. I know we've been planning on this entire season, but I, what if Walt starts selling Girl Scout cookies as a front to distribute meth? I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I think that, you know, like you got to have plans, man. You got to see it through. I know the draft's coming up soon, so maybe this isn't as essential. But, uh, I mean, look, I'm not watching Raw. Most people aren't watching Raw. The numbers keep going down. They fluctuate. They were up. Now they're down again. I mean, it's just going to keep going lower right yeah <laughs> possibly i mean football is coming back and you know how they are with monday night football um they they this the the opening segment on raw felt like everybody was coming out and giving the the script two seconds before they walked out it really felt that way um when i was doing my pre-show for monday night raw and this is not even a half hour before raw goes on the air wwe.com because i usually try to get my matches from there was still advertising sheamus versus bobby lashley which mm. never took place. Um, but that being said, I don't, you know, I don't think it was that, that great of an episode of Raw, but it, the rewriting led us to that triple threat match and Damian Priest pinning Drew McIntyre clean, no distraction. I love that match about last night's episode of oh, Raw. And I, if people didn't see it, go back and watch it. I thought that match was excellent. So, I mean, maybe the rewrite gave us that. I was happy with that match. And I mean, come on, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair? Ah, that's, that was on the on that match. The clip of that. <laughs> the clip of that with them, I would love to see a shoot fight between the two of them. Would you know? <laughs> that makes you want to see it more? <laughs> I mean, because it was interesting, right? Like, it was interesting. You to couldn't see take your eyes it. off of it. It was a train wreck. That so seemed, oh my goodness. I went back and watched it yeah. a couple times. I will say that. I went back and watched mm -hmm. it actually several times. And you could just kind of see and zero in on the moment where it just kind of goes wrong. And they start like slapping each other around. And Naya apologizing. You could tell she's apologizing. Yeah, yeah. And if you saw the look on Charlotte's, I've watched this like Zapruder film. If you saw the look on Charlotte's face at the end of the match where they count the three, she is furious. And she's saying something yeah. under her breath, like to the extent about that was the worst match of my career or something. I don't know. Wow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I decided last night to watch the TV version that they've put on the Criterion Blu-ray. They have the TV cut of Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, with extra scenes and some of the worst like subbing out of profanity I've ever heard. I think <laughs> I chose wisely in how to spend my night. You know, uh, that Jeff Spicoli dream sequence in Fast Times, that, that was a late minute edition. Sean Penn was reading that off cue cards. So magic can happen at the last minute. Hey, my problem is, and you hit the nail on the head, Glenn, in terms of you know, ripping it up on the fly is just going to undercut any type of stories that they can tell that can get you invested in a storyline or a person. And this comes across like I didn't need a report like this to know that this is what goes on in terms of planning long term is that knowing things can change week to week. And there's no storyline arc of a product that's you know, doesn't have an off season. So it's going to be yeah. 52 weeks of just stories going left, right. It's, it's very exhausting and it's a very difficult way to cohesively and like creatively build somebody up and build some programs up. But again, WWE is a brand more than looking at their superstars. So I think the wrestlers suffer in these situations. Well, and you're not going to keep your best writing talent because would you go to a job every day where your boss is just like, forget what you've been working on. Like we need to redo all this right now. Maybe, maybe that if that happened once a year, you'd yeah. be cool with it. But you're not going to hang with that if that's a regular occurrence. And with Vince, this is a regular occurrence. And the more he gets into his twilight years, I feel like the even more regular it's going to become. Yeah. Uh, before we go into NXT, how do you guys think uh, they handle this Damian Priest run? It's very interesting. Do you think he makes it to the level of uh, Drew McIntyre and sustains and gets a world title? Or do they screw this up? Uh, I hope they don't screw it up. I mean, he's getting an excellent reaction right now. They, they're they slowly bringing him back because for a little while he wasn't even seen on TV. We had that zombie mess. I, I think Damian Priest is somebody that comes off as cool without even trying to look cool. That's somebody that people could get behind. Um, I, I like that. I, I think getting that clean pin and getting the respect from Drew McIntyre really, really put me in a, in a very invested position, but... Listen, you you and I, Alfred, has had this conversation about how I feel they booked, you know, Hispanics <laughs> in the yeah. world of professional wrestling. So I never really hold my breath. But I do think that Damian Priest has the full package. You just have to go 
through with it. And he looked great in the ring last night. Yeah, it was incredible. Go back and watch that match if you haven't, uh, Glenn. So no, good. Unbelievable I, match. I like Damian Priest, so there you go. Yeah. As soon as you they announced great. it, too, I was like, yo, let me grab a drink because this match is going <laughs> to be lit. And they delivered. I was like, why is this on a Raw? That That's the one thing yeah. that I was like, why is this on a Raw? You could have put that on freaking SummerSlam instead of having hmm. Drew McIntyre against Jinder Mahal on a match that no one cared about that didn't need to be on the card. So, yeah. but it was, it was a great match. Yeah. There you go. So that's all for the news. That's all for the news. Well, tonight, so much happening <laughs> tonight. So much happening that was not spoiled. Uh, we opened with Mandy Rose versus Saray. Mandy got popped in uh, the nose, it looked like, uh, covered with a towel. Referee called the match via countout. I thought this was one of the best, if not the best, match Mandy Rose has ever wrestled up until this point. Normally, they don't give her time to have these types of matches. Yeah. This is exact scenario we talked about about a month ago in terms of like don't sleep on Mandy Rose having a match with Sarai and it being really good because we've discussed how great she was. I think it was at Hell in a Cell during the show match with Natty. just tore it down. And I think yeah. people say that she's yeah. pretty and blonde and didn't come through the indies. They want to assume that she can't work. Like Mandy Rose can go. And this was a very, very good match. I thought this was an incredible match, actually. She looked great. Um, I wish there was a little bit more of an explanation in regards to why Mandy Rose is here. They just kind of brought mm. her over. And yeah, yeah, we all know it might have been an exchange for Aaliyah. Whatever happened, we know. We know. But if you're watching as a casual viewer, you don't know how she went from Raw to here with no explanation whatsoever. So I didn't really like that we didn't get an explanation. But I was, we were having that conversation. I think Mandy Rose has improved tons. And putting her with the women in NXT is probably the right choice for somebody that has the looks and can go. She looked great tonight in Sarai's, but she's pretty protected too. So I was, it, was, it was a fun match to open the show, and I thought Mandy Rose looked great. Well, you said to your point, first, I'm pretty sure she's not here to make friends. Uh, and she wants to make a statement and send a message. And that message is that the women's roster is on notice. Oh, but th that's all I needed. See? Lord. Thank you. Also, we were robbed that why Bailey, when she was a baby face, why did she not have a catchphrase or a shirt that said, I am here to make friends? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would have actually been good. She could still do it. But yeah, it would have been more timely when she was the hugger Bailey who yes. had all the friends. Yeah. Maybe that Bailey comes back. Yes, I am here to no. make friends. No, no, heal <laughs> Bailey forever. Sorry. The Ding Dong Bailey is very entertaining. She's great. Mm -hmm. uh, but this was good with Mandy. I like this. I thought this match uh, was great. I So was she legitimately like no, hurt? No, no. This, this, is gonna, this seems okay. like one of those Cody Rhodes storylines where they put the bag oh, yeah. over his head where she got kicked in the face and now her pretty face is shattered. And so I thought it was a very clever finish because I thought that they were just going to beat Saray, which I thought would have been a mistake because they've already right. done that. And I see a lot of potential in her, uh, but they did not. And they kind of managed to tell a story out of this. So I I'm kind of interested to see where this goes. And the kick looked brutal. I don't know how yeah. she does it without like literally ripping somebody's head off their freaking neck. It's so good. It looks so good from every angle, every time they show it. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's tough. I mean, it looked very real. It looked yeah. very, mm -hmm. very real. I mean, it has uh, tagged a couple of people before, but, but right. usually it's very, it's very convincing. It's a great-looking dropkick. Yeah, so Saray won via countout, but good. This this goes on. This continues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Tommaso Ciampa was backstage uh, with an empty chair. Not since Clint Eastwood have we <laughs> seen such a meaningful <laughs> promo with an empty chair. Um, and yeah, uh, setting this up with the Rich Holland tonight. It was, man, talk about uh, catering to your hardcore fan base. This main event tonight was like peak, peak AEW fan who watches NXT. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this was a very confusing result. I liked the match and, uh, you know, there was a couple matches on this show where it's like, why are they putting this guy over if you're going to go into a new NXT, but. Right. Uh, right. Brett Murphy, $5, saying, Issa, have you celebrated Roman Reigns' one-year title reign, or is that later tonight? Oh, we've been <laughs> celebrating it since it started, and we're going to keep celebrating for another year. This is the family show, guys. Let's just... Uh... Um. <laughs> uh, Duke Hudson sounds like a fake name, which is funny to say about wrestling, but Duke Hudson sounds like, <laughs> like an alias you're giving someone, like, uh, you know, and you didn't try that hard. I mean, next to, you know, looking around for objects to just randomly blurt out and, you know, saying you're Maxwell Hauser, Duke Hudson is up there. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. 
very old sound. Apparently, it's uh, in tribute to Duke, which is uh, what's uh, Wayne? G.I. Joe? No, who's a JR? Oh, John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah, John Wayne. And then Hudson is Rock Hudson. So it's apparently supposed to be a combination of those very <laughs> well, old Hollywood names. The, old, the NXT demo is in their 50s, right? So yeah. there you go. Catering to your audience. Wow. Really? Like, that's really like. That's what the streets say. I mean, like, even in the 1980s, people would have been like, that's pretty corny. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. if Duke Hudson was on uh, old WCW on the Superstation, um, yeah, Duke Hudson. Oh, it's John Wayne and Rock Hudson. People were like, how old? How old is this person? <laughs> right. Um, uh, Kyle O'Reilly won this match. I mean, they're really building up. They're, they're really keeping Kyle looking dominant. I don't think he is going anywhere. Um, For I mean, what? Well, I think I think we're gonna have honestly. I think I think a lot, Samoa Joe is gonna beat a lot of guys in quick succession. I could see them doing a lot of championship matches mm -hmm. to keep the main events feeling vital. I don't think Samoa Joe's reign is gonna be long lived. I don't know who's gonna take the title off of him, but I feel like nobody. They have nobody for these titles, well, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, but, but Kyle O'Reilly comes yeah. out, and I just want to punch him. There you go. There's just something about his face that I just want to punch him. Um, but that's the thing, Kyle O'Reilly, Tommaso Trump, like they've got a lot of guys that are going to look great losing to Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, they could have built around those guys tonight. And, uh, I do see Samoa Joe having a bit of a longer title reign than you think. And I think he's going to be pretty dominant. Uh, and when he loses it, hopefully one of these new guys are able to build and the new NXT can beat him. And, and actually it could mean something. Yeah. Maybe Walter, yeah. Brett Murphy saying. They, I, I would have no problem with that. I think there's value in Samoa Joe being the world champion and having a long run because if you're really looking to build a guy, that's how you do it is you have him beat Samoa Joe, the three-time NXT champion. And what's interesting, so uh, Kyle won that match, but what's interesting is Dragunov's promo. Dragunov basically saying he's going back to the UK. Um, so, yeah, I think that leaves Walter. If Walter wants to keep working in the States, um, I thought that was very interesting to have Dragunov kind of like bring this uh, run to an end. At least on. And speaking of which, you know, we haven't heard about this. What does this NXT rebrand mean for NXT UK? Very interesting, right? Because I mean, they've got the classic, classic NXT branding. They're not going to repack. I mean, that really looks out of place. And they've been. I, I mean, I don't know. You're right. I'm curious about that. I don't think they're going to touch NXT UK, though. I think yeah. that stays the same. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think of Dragonoff's promo? I personally liked it. I, I love the way that he was still selling that beatdown because he should be. That match was so brutal that it makes no sense for him to come out and be all celebratory about it. You know, he got he, he got his ass kicked last week, so sell it. Yeah. I appreciated that. I, I just like, there's just something about him after making Walter tab that just makes it a badass in my book, no matter what he does next. You know, like he's up there in my book right now. I thought the promo was great. I really like the crowd reaction because I thought two weeks ago when he first came out, people were like, okay, so this guy's here. But now, like after what he did last week, everybody's in the dragon off, you know, throwing and that's fine. I'll jump in the bandwagon too. I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah, he's a very, very good performer. Like, I really like how he, you know, how he not only sold, like you said, but his performance in terms of his promo, like he really pours his emotion into it. And it wasn't anything special that he said. And I was expecting more, like maybe a next challenger or something like that. But it was a very good promo. I really did like what he had to say in terms of a baby face, kind of celebrating without seeming like uh, he's bragging too much. It really seemed like a soldier or a warrior or something like that. So he's really good right. at capturing that. So... Kaylee Ray backstage talking about her plans. Uh, Issa, what'd you think of this promo? I mean, I like, I like the promo. I really didn't, I, I didn't get exactly why she's here out of it. You know what I mean? I think she did like a lot of talking, but ultimately I was like, okay, so why are you here? But I also feel like, I don't know if it's the rebranding or what it is that they're doing. And Alfred uh, mentioned this earlier, but there was a lot of like, people that you thought were going in one direction felt like they were going in a complete different direction tonight. I really thought that she was going to go after Raquel, but then we had Ember Moon kind of call her out and maybe they're yeah. going to do a little bit of a side feel so people um, you know, get to know her if you're not familiar with her, but then why have her come out after the Raquel Gonzalez match? So I guess I'm confused between what they're putting on the screen, but what they told me like a week or two ago and this whole 
stay tuned to see what they're going to do with NXT. It's going to put the next show or two in a very weird position for us because we still know that this is not the end game for them. Well, I think that's the point. I think this is like the the bridge storylines that we're going to have, right? Right. Yeah, Until it, the it, it, it's a bit more long term, and I and I do like that. Yeah, it would have made more sense if maybe she went right after Raquel, but at the same time, I guess she's kind of starting as like a threat, as like a warning shot toward Raquel, and so she has to work her way through a couple of opponents, and that'll only help her if she's able to beat people like Ember Moon and kind of acclimate herself to to the audiences before she gets to Raquel. Um, or Monet, let's not count that out. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is that what opponents is she going to work her way through? You you have this amazing women's division in NXT, and you have built nobody up. Tell me who could come out right now that you'll go like, oh, yeah, that's going to be who dethrones Raquel. No one. With Frankie so up until like, they derailed it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it looks like they're rebuilding Frankie, but we'll see if how serious they take her in terms of a contender for Raquel. She's going to have a dripstick three weeks from now. <laughs> Uh, we got a segue for a second. Did you guys watch uh, NWA Empower over the weekend? Yes, I did. I so saw. Good. I saw a, quite a bit. I've seen so most good. of it actually. There was so much fun. So yeah, yeah. Such I, a fun I saw the clip beforehand too. It was really, really great show. Great crowd too. And my wife marked out that that Tootie Lynn Ramsey and her real name is Kim Fields. Like holy shit, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> it only would have been better if she would have come out on roller skates. She came out with nunchucks, which is like. <laughs> Probably the same. I don't remember episode of Facts of Life with nunchucks. Probably the timelines didn't overlap, but uh, she was awesome. So much talent there. That was probably the most yeah. fun pay-per-view I've watched yeah. in a while. Very fun. It was so good. So well put together. So was um, NWA 73 the next night. I thought yeah. that was fun to watch as well. I'm telling you, I was um, I was talking about it recently where I'm like, I think we need to stop focusing on what we don't like about wrestling and find what you do like because there's good wrestling everywhere. You just got to like look for it. And we've been saying this. I'm telling you, I tweeted this, but Mickey James should talk to the powers of B and do an AEW NWA impact all women's sh- like weekly show talk about what's going on in the divisions. I mean, you know, WWE is not going to get around to doing it. There's more than enough talent out there. You know, it's a shame yeah. women of wrestling didn't uh, take off for, I think it could probably do the pandemic. It really never got running, but um, I don't know. I'd be very curious to see what the buy rate was for empower. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very curious, too. And it's also good. Like, hopefully this just becomes more of a, a normal thing. And I like the idea you have, Glenn, but that'd be a good pay-per-view. That'd be something that sure. I think people would want to put on Fight TV. And you could do a good number with a lot of the women who've made their names in AEW and uh, around the other promotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I think there's enough talent out there to showcase. And um, I don't know. I mean, I just saw so much potential the other night. It was good. And in NXT, it's like it's unfortunate when lately I just don't feel like they have a plan for the women as much. It would be awesome if we saw the Forbidden Door thing happen just as much with the women's division, especially for AEW, because I do think that AEW is suffering from probably a similar problem to NXT right now, that I'm just like, okay, I think Statlander and Britt Baker are going to put a great match at all out this weekend, but I don't see anybody that could, maybe Thunder Rosa, and I'm sure they're saving that for another pay-per-view. Therefore, you don't have any bridge feuds for Britt Baker right now. And I feel like if you open that forbidden door, then we could get a couple of one-off matches here or there to just keep that going and keep her strong. Well, I think, uh, you know, I mean, so while we're on the subject of women's wrestling in AEW, uh, you think Ruby Soho debuts Sunday at All Out? Yes. Oh, yeah. She better be the Joker. Yeah, she, she better be, be the Joker. I'd be shocked if she didn't. Yeah. Um, but she would be, I mean, the problem is with her going against Britt is I think she's going to lose. I think she really needs to win her first couple feuds couple to really build her. Yeah, and, you know, and as we were talking about, it doesn't have to immediately be against Britt. It could take a couple of times where she has a couple of matches and is able to get to Britt that way. But eventually I do see her losing to Britt. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, so, uh, oh, Carmelo Hayes had a confrontation with Santos Escobar. Yeah, where has this Santos Escobar been for a little while now, right? He was looking like a star again. He showed up, maybe adding a female to that faction, like kind of like revitalized it because I really, really liked the way that they came off tonight. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imperium versus Drake Maverick and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller looks like the love child of Paul Walker and Vanilla Ice. (laughs) Well, that's good. Put it that way. (laughs) And that's all I could think of when I was watching him. I was just like, he really looks... 
Like you just like laid the photos over each other. Like that's his look in a nutshell. Oh I'm never gonna be able to unsee it now, Glenn. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I mean look at the jacket. Do you do you not think that Drake Maverick, like, would you want to be partnered up with him? Because he seems to have bad luck with the people that he gets as partner. <laughs> I think this is going to be his gimmick. I think every week he's going to have a different bloke who he brings in and they lose. And then hopefully it builds up to some. This is a good way to introduce new faces, even in like 205 Live, who may not get the oh, yeah. time every single week. Yeah. And then hopefully this pays off to where he gets a viable tag partner and it's somebody that they really want to push. How is 205 Live still a thing? How it's like going head to head with AEW that? Rampage, the Friday yeah. Night Wars? Not that people talk about the Friday Night Wars between AEW Rampage and 205 Live. Where is the story? Can you please, Alfred? Don't make it a thing, or we'll no, have to cover oh 205 Live too. No, I just say, Alfred, stop doing the Friday <laughs> podcast. You need your Friday gimmick to be recapping the Friday Night Wars between AEW Rampage and 205 Live. Like viewers, ladies and gentlemen, we're out to record for the Friday Night Wars. No, 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 no. And everything and Raj, be... Raj, Raj is gonna put in the group chat. You guys ready to cover two hundred five live? No, no. Uh, I will blame you, Alfred. <laughs> I mean, AEW Dark Elevation, whatever, gets more views than two hundred five live. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that. I I'm surprised it's still. I didn't even know it moved to Friday. To be honest, really, it's been oh, on Friday I, for I like years. I didn't even know it was still a thing. I mean, that's really incredible, right? That NXT needs this major repackage. Now I get it because it's on USA, but 205 Live still a thing. They yeah. could do so much Live more. Used to be where it was at yeah. back in the day, okay. But I think I think bringing that cruiserweight title to NXT hurt um, 205 Live because why would you watch 205 Live when you can see the champion on NXT and you get to watch NXT? Yeah. And it's really weird thinking back in hindsight how they made it such a part of Monday Night Raw for a long yeah. time. Well, that was the oh hottest. Oh my God, the tape. Yeah. It's going to sound ridiculous, but Enzo getting yeah. fired and that whole thing is really what killed that cruiserweight division because WWE's never gone back to it in any sort of meaningful way. And once upon a time, as you can laugh at the storylines that they did, but Enzo and the cruiserweight title was main eventing Raw and they went on tour with yeah. him and they, you know, kind of drew modestly, but he still actually had stuff invested in that division. He's got to, I, I mean, remember, I remember popping for Austin Aries when he got up from the commentary table to go like yeah. face, uh, yeah. what was it? Neville. It was Neville at Neville, this time, yeah. right? And then they started that rivalry and oh my God, that is, I, the, and, and that's where, um, Buddy Murphy, like he was having some banger matches on 205 Live, yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to say by the end of 2022, I'm going to say in the next 12 months, I could see Enzo coming back to WWE. Nah. Um, well, yeah, 12 months. <laughs> I don't, you never say never, but I don't know about 12. We'll see. If he hadn't pulled that shit at Survivor Series, he'd be back already. Yeah. And you don't think he ends with Cass? You don't think he ends up with Cass again? Which Cass is looking amazing. I think yeah. he's in the best shape of his career. Like I've been watching him on Impact, and I'm like, holy yeah. crap! And could he look any more New York? He wrestles yeah. in freaking jeans and Tim's. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If he was going to be back with Cass, he'd be back with Cass already because Impact could desperately use the eyeballs. They are back together. They go on the Indies and they do yeah. stuff yeah. together. Um, so yeah. Can we have an Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston versus um, Cass as like who really runs New York? Yeah, and you could put Tim on like wires and <laughs> you can, yes <laughs> on the phone wires and Tim. That'd be amazing. Yes, and that's the price. Like you it's a ladder match. They gotta climb up and yeah. grab the Tims. If they had that silly brass rail match, why can't we have the Tims match? Come on. I, I, oh my god, I would love that. It'd be like Def Jam fight for New York. Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe is begging, begging for that match to happen. Come on, you're coming to New York soon. Let's make it happen. That's amazing. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, Jackson Callens didn't watch NXT, just saying hi, peace with the buck 99 oh, super nice. chat. Thanks, Jackson. Appreciate it. Um, so let's just some of the chat wants to know. We'll talk about this. Like, Dylan 13 is asking, Do they think, do we think that uh, Ember Moon's being buried or they're trying to get her out of the company? I mean, she's gonna lose that match they set up tonight. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about yeah. it. 
I mean, Barry's a strong word. I think she's at a point where they see that she's valuable because she was on the main roster for so long. So she's more of a household name to these people in NXT, especially because of what she did in NXT. So they're looking at her more like an elder statesman who can put over the younger people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but now's not the time, right? Do you think there's any talent complaining about their booking right now? I mean, not to the office. I was going to say, if you want to keep your job, I would just take what they give you for now, you know? I'm not even seeing seeing passive-aggressive tweets from people. You remember how wrestlers we used to, like... I don't think they run their own Twitter anymore. No, but remember how wrestlers used to, like, retweet people that's like, oh, Raw would be so much better if so-and-so was on tonight. Like, you used to see those passive-aggressive retweets. Like, I'm not even seeing that anymore. Not as much, yeah. A lot of uh, well, the, a lot of the people who are doing them are out of the company now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why nobody's doing it. Uh, <laughs> so Imperium beat Drake Maverick and Grayson Waller. Of course they did. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. right. Who was it? Who could have seen that coming? Uh, I think with Drake, he should bring different people to a side every week and lose. I, miss, I, miss I like with, that idea. I like that idea. Miss him with Danity Kane. Um, so. <laughs> Indy Hartwell backstage with Johnny Gargano asking if Dexter Loomis a chance of Gargano's reaction. Tells him to stop doing that and act normal. Very shades of Charles Grodin and Clifford uh, yelling yeah. at Dexter yeah. Loomis. <laughs> um, and uh, then we had Pete Dunridge, Hodge, Oni Wilkin, and Danny Birch hyping up tonight's main event. Uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are shown walking out of Saray's locker room after getting payback for what happened earlier to Mandy Rose with Saray laid on the floor. That was cool. Um, I really, yeah. really hope they're going somewhere with Gigi and JC and even Mandy. Yeah. I think this could be good. But then yeah. we had Johnny Gargano versus LA Knight with Index at ringside. Um, and LA Knight getting the win. Alfred, what did you think of this match? I mean, the match was fine. Uh, it, was, it, it was really funny how they kept doing the cutaways to uh, Dexter Loomis and Indy to Index. And, and I thought it was very funny at the beginning where, you know, Johnny Gargano always talks about how he doesn't even need to look at Austin Aries to do that five. And then, like, he immediately starts looking over at Dexter Loomis and, like, runs away. That was all uh, fine and good. But I was very surprised to see LA Knight win, which I get it if they're going to build him up for Samoa Joe. Uh, but this is a solid match. I was paying more attention to what was happening around it, though. Yeah, yeah, it was it was distracting, especially with the with index at ringside. But I thought it was I like seeing LA and I get the win here because you don't I don't know, I guess you just you don't want to see Johnny sh- challenging for the title again just yet, where LA Knight is just fresh there. And he needed the win because he just lost to Cameron Grimes. So it's good to see him kind of like, you know, bump on the road, but let's keep going with him. I'm still shocked that they haven't taken him to the main roster yet. I don't know, LA Knight just screams main roster to me for yeah. some reason. Yeah. The index storyline, though. Good. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the wedding. When he caught Johnny Gargano tonight, I popped. <laughs> and Johnny Gargano's reactions, he's so good. I like, I sometimes I want to hate him being on the way and what he's doing now, but he does things like this, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I'm with it again. I like yeah. it. <laughs> he's very good in these segments. Yeah. So, um... We had MSK backstage with William Regal. They want to give a title shot to Oni Lorcan and to Danny Birch. So we'll see what happens with that. that uh, first of all, Birch it, and Lorcan. Yeah. yeah, very good babyface <laughs> reasoning. I really mm-hmm. like how they presented them. Especially they saying that they never really beat them. So it's very honorable. And I really like that. So, yeah, I was like, why are you in there asking like to defend your titles when nobody's making you? And then they say, we never really beat them for a title. I'm like, okay, fine. That's honorable. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very much. Huge baby face mm-hmm. action. Yeah. Um, and then we had Jesse Camilla lose to Raquel Gonzalez. So Frankie Monet can't even like secondhand get a win. Jesse out there with Frankie Monet and Robert Stone. Why? She can't even get an entrance. She has yeah. one of the coolest songs. And she got the jobber entrance. Why? Sure she was just on the outside yeah. supporting. It's not like if this was matches about her, I'm sure she would have gotten more entrance. I mean, the Robert Stone brand, not the best track record. Um, you don't say. But like, <laughs> so that this is where I'm a kind of, this is where I don't believe they're pushing Frankie Monet because why would you pair her with the guy that's like the comedy loser? To well, give her a rub. Uh, it's a counter. I'd say this is why they are pushing her because I think they're going to kick him out 
of the Robert Stone brand. It's going to become hers. They've like trademarked House of Monet, I believe, which sounds yeah. like it'll be her stable. So maybe they are going to do something in terms of creating action around her. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't think it's guaranteed that Raquel Gonzalez retains against Frankie Monet. This this might peak to where they see that they're going in a different direction with NXT and they put the belt on Frankie. Robert Stone gets fired. For, like, it'd be like when they fired George Zimmer from the men's warehouse. You can't get fired from your own thing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. He didn't have the equity that he needed, and so now they're going to have a vote. Wow. I mean. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> connecting people through wrestling, $1.99, saying, just want to show my appreciation. Uh -huh. Cheers to Very all. Very nice. Thank you. This was ago. I mean, we were talking about this off the air. Like, none of these episodes feel essential. Feel, feel necessarily essential. This this was fine tonight. This was entertaining. Not the best thing I watched this week, but certainly I probably won't be the worst. But it wasn't. Uh, there was nothing in the show that I would say. Oh, if you didn't watch NXT, you missed this. You could go without watching this week, and you didn't get lost in any storyline or anything. Yeah, I, I thought this was a very damaging show for what NXT is trying to do in terms of, you, saw, mm -hmm. you know, Duke Hudson and Rich Holland losing, which are two guys who you feel like would be right for the main roster, two guys who I think have the charisma and the size to kind of come off as big stars in NXT, and two guys who are now being set up to beat two, like, veterans and be, like, the next thing in NXT, and right before your big reboot, you just beat them. So how are you going to establish new people in NXT if that is the goal moving forward? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, what else? Oh, Stellar Justin Lopez. Four ninety nine. <laughs> she should have been, she should have been kicked his ass out. The more she's around him, it drags her down. Yeah. It kind of does. Yeah, as long as he's there. So hopefully they have a big split plan because it does always come off like comedy whenever Robert Stone's in. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Frankie Monet. Ever since she came on board, I think she's awesome, has the looks, has the moves, but I just don't understand the storyline for her right now. And I mean, I just, I have lost all my faith in let it play out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's very hard for me to say, okay, we'll see where it goes when, you know, we've just been disappointed so many times. Yes. Has anyone made that an acronym yet? LIPO? <laughs> well, there's a trademarking opportunity. We're talking about trademarking, right? That could be a trademark. There you go, Glenn. Go for it now. Hypo. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not really, it's got sort of a YOLO ring to it, but uh, yeah, not quite yeah. as catchy. It does. Lipo. Uh, uh, Ember Moon replying to Kaylee Ray. So they're going to have a match next week. Pretty sure Ember's losing that match. Still going to be good. And it's good to yeah. know that she's okay because she was injured, what, like a week ago they said she yeah, couldn't yeah. wrestle? Yeah. So I guess ago. it wasn't nothing too serious. Samojo's interview tonight? Yo, Samojo is so good at putting sentences together. Yeah, it was a good promo too. Really kind of setting up. Yeah, so this good. This is one of the reasons I think it's going to take a while because he's, I mean, the oh promo my like God. this is really cool. I love the way that he talked out. I love the fact that he brought into it that he was at the tryouts, that he yeah. was there picking the next talent for NXT, flew back, no sleep, wrestled, won the title because that's what a champion should do. I, and I'm not dragging any of the other NXT champions, but it, it feels so legitimate. Like the way that he cuts his promos, there's just something about the way Samoa Joe speaks that always captivates me and also scares me. So <laughs> listen, yeah. he's just very good at that whole talking thing. <laughs> Definitely. Steve Mercogilli asking an important question, 499, saying, uh, is Tessa Blanchard a better fit for NXT or AEW? Because Tessa didn't show up at Empower, I am thinking the world does not think it's a good idea to book Tessa right now. Yeah, there is some radioactivity around her, and I believe she'd be a better fit in AEW, especially given that her father is there <laughs> as well. And, you know, for <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, all that Sorry. stuff is controversial. It's hearsay. I think Tessa Blanchard is a phenomenal wrestler, and I really do yeah. would like to see her get a shot in terms of as a professional wrestler uh, with you know a division. And I really do think she would carve a better path in AEW. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think AEW is better for her, and I think she's so talented. But we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I do think that maybe. Um, a debut at Empower or her showing up at Empower just would not have been the best move right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I think AEW. 
Yeah. Um, what has she been doing lately? I feel she's like I've been training. Training a lot, yeah, that's for sure. She's been well, know, she posted training. a picture with the Ted DiBiase dollars. So yeah. people were thinking she was coming to NXT. Like mm. that was her whole thing this weekend. So I, I don't know, but she I know she's been training. Yeah. Roderick Strong versus Ika Minjiro. That's a that solid mine, name. Baby. Ika Minjiro is a solid freaking name. Yeah, you he's like a solid freaking wrestler. He should be like he should be on the main roster in the twenty four division. I only say that because I know that he would create more opportunities for himself. And just this guy's like wildly charismatic, and I love the promo he cut before this match where he, he goes like, "I want Kushida to beat you, but I want to beat you too." <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Rather strong look great, but Diamond Mind is such a bust. Like, <laughs> I yeah. feel bad for that faction, man. <laughs> Diamond Mine should merge with uh, the Robert Stone brand. I think they could really come up with some efficiencies for their mid-card status. Diamond Stone. Oh, there you go. Book it. (laughs) Diamond Stone brand. There we go. It's real. The podcast is all downhill from here, folks. It's not going to get better. (laughs) Diamond Stone. Wow. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Roderick Strong won that match. Um, oh, uh, Io Shirai, Zoe Stark, Casey Cananzaro, and Kaden Carter title match next week. Um, this was all right. Yeah, it was good to see the tag titles. On, like again, yeah. I was like, "What? Did, did those titles not exist anymore?" I love Io Shirai. She doesn't have to say much, but it's effective. She was like, "I don't she like you. Tonight. I don't like you, and I don't like you." And that's yeah. it. That's what she needs to say. Yeah, that was the best part of the whole segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Cameron Grimes having a face-off with the Grizzled Young Veterans who taunts him with a replica of the Million Dollar Title. <laughs> and we got we got toe humor. We got hurt, hurt toe humor dropping something on Zach Gibson's toe. Um, I wish Cameron Grimes was... He's got to have some momentum, right? Or I, I still think he's leaving. I still think maybe oh, if, no, not anytime soon. Not if they're doing that thing with Baron Corbin and Cameron Grimes does that gimmick. I mean, um, unless you want maybe. to bring him up as a tag team or whatnot, you can't have even on different brands, it would be weird. They're not even letting uh, Elias have his guitar on Raw because they give it to Rick Boogs, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, but like Baron Corbin is actually rich, where um, Cameron Grimes, I question his investments still. So. <laughs> Yeah, we need an audit. We need an and, audit. And, and Baron Corbin right. is gonna blow through that money in a week. He's gonna be he's gonna be broke again soon. Um, and then the main event, Ridge Holland. Also, that sounds that sounds like a made up name. Ridge Holland versus Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> but Tommaso Ciampa is a good name. Tommaso Ciampa is a good name because if you said to somebody at a bar, or someone's like, "So what's your name?" You said Tommaso Ciampa. They'd be like, "There's no way you made that up." Yeah, that is too <laughs> real. <laughs> but Ridge Holland, Ridge Holland is like Blade Rogers. Like it's a little too, it's a little too cool. Like Ridge Holland is like what, like a fifteen-year-old boy thinks is like a really cool name. <laughs> All I think it about is the whole tunnel and traffic. Yeah. Uh, what? So, what do you think of the main event? <laughs> Um, I like seeing Tommaso Ciampa get the win. I know that was kind of shocker, and maybe Alfred didn't like that. You probably wanted Holland to win, but I'm a big Tommaso Ciampa fan. I feel like Tommaso Ciampa is somebody that you can insert him into any storyline as long as you keep him strong, you know? And that's that's the thing, that every time he gets a win, I feel like you could insert him into whatever field you want to put him at, especially at these uncertain times in NXT, you know? So, um, but overall, I thought the match was solid. I, I I didn't think Champa was winning. I'm glad that he won, but I didn't think he was winning. Yeah, yeah I was actually shocked that he won. And I, there's nothing against Tommaso Champa. I think he's a, yeah. a big yeah. star in NXT, and I do like enjoy his work and whatnot. This just was a wrong move. This is a wrong move across the show in terms of if they're building toward a new NXT, these are guys who are right now in plumb positions. It wouldn't have seemed forced because they've been building toward this with both Duke Hudson and uh, Rich Holland, and I was just shocked that they beat these two guys. Like, you take John Cena and Batista, let's just beat both these guys, and then we'll, we'll rebuild a, a new WWE at the same time. It's it's going to just make it harder for people to take seriously a new NXT with new guys if, if you know, you're going to still establish this older generation. Yeah. 
And then they had, after uh, Tommaso won, they had Lorcan, Dunn, MSK, like everybody just in the ring. It was like the entire brawler class, you know, basically of NXT, right. just duking it out. They went eight minutes over for this tonight. Yeah, <laughs> pre tape. How do you still go over on a pre tape show? Yeah. Have, uh, I will say, though, I forgot that it was pre tape because. It, nothing really came out as far as like people leaking spoilers or anything. So at least yeah. there was that. It felt very uneventful, but I, I didn't see any spoilers. So I wasn't watching with that. Oh, why do I got to watch this when I know everything that's going to happen? You know? Right. Do you think though, there's something to be said for the journey, right? We all watch a lot of TV or mo- movies. We know that the good guys tend to win. Like we got a pretty good idea how it's going to turn out at the end. But if we get there in a clever, unique, and memorable way, that's a worthwhile investment of our time. With sports entertainment, I don't know. It's Maybe that's part of it. It's like just to have great matches but kind of just phoning in the storylines. That's where... Yeah, that's the worst you can have. I would much rather, much as I love wrestling, especially in WWE, which is like the industry leader, I'd much rather have storylines that are way better than the matches. Nobody ever remembers as great matches as matches are. Like people, what they really remember in wrestling are the moments and like the storylines and what they did to get to the match, you know? And the wrestling is so good these days, you never really have to worry about the match. So they really should work on their storytelling. And you have to make it memorable. Like I've probably watched more bank robbery and heist films than any other genre. But let me tell you, like you remember hurricane heist, you know, you remember (laughs) the ones where it's like, well, it was a heist, but in the middle of a hurricane, like they did something unique. They made it interesting or memorable inside man. It was clever. They made it different takers. Maybe not the most original, but at one point someone did say, I'm not going back to jail. Not for you, not for him, not for anybody. I was like, well, okay. They're, biting off Wayne's world, but still worthwhile. You know, it sticks in your mind. Right. But just mediocre storytelling, you forget about it. They all blend together. Definitely. Correct. Definitely. So that was NXT. It was a yep. show. Very detrimental show. <laughs> it was on to next week. Yeah. And we'll it's not see. we'll see what happens. And that and that's and I wanna I want to address this because I've seen people talking about this. It's like, oh well you guys seem bored with the show. It's like okay they taped these. They're about to do a massive reboot on the show. Like, this is just, they are literally treading water. They are running in place to get to this relaunch. They are saving their powder and everything big they have for this relaunch, which I think is going to be September 21st, maybe the 14th, but I think the 21st. I think the 14th, that big wedding show is supposed to be the relaunch, yeah. right? That's going to be the relaunch. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just feel that. I, I think NXT does need a relaunch, right? And I'm not talking about a colorful logo. I'm talking about NXT needs to do something because it feels like the boring show out of everything that we watched this week, you know? And maybe like Glenn said, it's pre-tape. We're building towards this relaunch, but they really do need desperately to change some things around NXT. I NXT used to be... And I remember when we first started covering it on Tuesdays, we were excited. Those first couple of shows were amazing. And I just want to go back to feeling that way. And I just didn't feel that they gave us that. And you are in the middle of two weeks where people are suffering from wrestling exhaustion. You need to put something more exciting on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now is like peak wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, they, I mean, they're literally just, just trying to get by a couple weeks. Uh, Bear Hudson, $5 saying, what do you make of Tessa Blanchard's NXT tees? I mean, is it though, really? the, the So the one with the uh, Ted DiBiase money? Yeah. I would assume that's that's the tease. Um, that's what everybody yeah. took it as. Yeah, it's good that people are talking about her. She, that's what you, you know, she wants people kind of talking about her and keeping her as like a hot free agent. Because wherever she does land, I think it'll lead to a big pop and a big moment in story and wrestling. I think it's less likely she goes to NXT now, given their change in NXT being developmental and not just indie-rific anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I could see either. I I really could, uh, but I'd I'd be leaning toward AEW. So there you have it, folks. 47 minutes and 30 seconds. We knocked it out. We solved NXT for another Tuesday. We did it! How fun was that? Amazing. 
Wait till we start that Friday Night Wars podcast, boy. I'm you. You stop. <laughs> but you have to do it and just make it seem like this is this is the retaliatory blow that the 205 Live fired this week in their yeah, ongoing they war. Park, but that's when Ikumanjaro came and the remote channel switched. <laughs> stop. I watched every episode of that Monday Night Wars series, and I swear to God. Like half of them, they just reuse the same shit about DX and NWO. Like so much recycled footage throughout those episodes. Yeah, they did. I've seen them a bunch of times. I think I thought that was actually a really good series. I felt like I'd seen it a bunch of times just watching it once because of how much they recycled it all. (laughs) You know, I mean, how many times do they reshow like Alindra Blaze like dropping the title in the garbage? I mean, they really kept coming back to the same clips again and again and again. The, when they were outside with Rey Mysterio getting his head thrown into the lawn, like the lawn dart moment, they showed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, folks. That was NXT. We will catch you back here on Friday. Alfred is at This Is Nasty on Twitter. He says it, NYC Demon Diva. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Send us your tweets. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. <laughs> we'll catch you back here uh, tomorrow is dynamite coverage but friday smackdown and rampage uh rampage yeah rampage and uh sunday's all out yeah uh, i'm gonna be there it'll be great another great weekend of wrestling i'm there gonna go, be folks. there it's gonna be fun it's my first aw event so oh, nice. awesome. we'll have a good time everybody have a good night we'll catch you back next time on the wrestling inc podcast take care Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.